ever heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way how to make a podcast. And it's free. There's a Christian tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on multiple platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast, which is great, with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy our show. Thank you. to When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast. Um, I hope you all enjoyed the last, the last show that we did. The last show was our very first episode we did of the long-running episodic podcast, hopefully. Uh, I am joined with my co-host, Blake Mosley, better known as Brosley. What's up, man? What is, what is going on, man? Uh, not too much, not too much. How are you cool. doing today? I'm a. I'm really tired. Really tired. I don't know why. I've just been yawning like all morning. Right. Um, so I may have to make a run to the gas station for uh, a coffee or something as a pick me up for the ride. I, I still got a, half a day ahead of me, so I need to pick me up. Uh, I woke up this morning tired of myself, and I and I and I uh, when they got me some coffee, I, I have Keurig, right? Yeah. And I looked over my coffee on that. I'm like, I don't want any of these. So I looked over there. So I looked over to, to my counter. I'm like, I want you. You know what it was? <laughs> What's that? Death Wish Coffee. Yes. Yes. Man, I love Death Wish Coffee. I know you do. I know you do. Um, you told me a funny story last time um, about the, 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 uh, they sent you some bags and they, they gave you a refund and told you to keep some bags or something. Yes. So, um, so my wife, I think this was before, I think this was before me and Allie were married. Uh, and I can't remember if, I think it might've been for Valentine's day or maybe it was my birthday. It, it was, it was a holiday in, in which you exchange gifts. So one of those, and, uh, she gave me a bag of the Valhalla Java, um, coffee by death wish. And, uh, they sent it to her and like it was a five pound bag of coffee and it had a hole in the bag. So they were like, here you go. Keep, here's another bag for free. Just keep that bag that has the hole in it. You don't have to send it back and you guys can enjoy it. So between, you know, between the two of us, we had, you know, 10 pounds of Valhalla Java and it lasted us forever. And it was great. So it's it's completely gone, right? It's gone now. It's gone now. So maybe we can get a uh, a sponsorship from them or something, you know. Oh, that would be so great. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. So if any anybody can make that happen, you know, just please, you know, email me or Blake. You know, we would love to have some Valhalla 
Man, I, I love Zach Wilde's um, uh, version of the Death Wish. He, he, he has my hollow yeah. Zelda. It's amazing. It wakes you up, though. It really wakes you up. Yeah. So, yeah. No doubt. No. So, um, you want to tell them what the topic of, the, of, of today's podcast will be? So, uh, we were discussing doing an episode and um, <coughs> thinking of stuff that's music related. And we kind of touched on it last week, uh, but music can kind of evoke emotions out of uh, out of you and whether that's good or sometimes it's bad um sometimes it makes you happy sometimes it makes you sad sometimes it makes you angry uh but uh it's it's just funny how something that you can listen to can just trigger you in that way so uh i just thought it would be interesting to talk about right yeah and then uh and then blake's spare time he's also dr seuss so he runs a lot (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> you know you do. I'm a poet and didn't know it. <laughs> hey, there you go. There you go. <laughs> okay, so um, I have a few facts about music that I want to share with everybody today. Um, so fact number one is you'll learn better. So yeah. music greatly impacts and boosts our learning capabilities. Listening music, listening to music. While reading or learning something could trigger the learning, and you can memorize the stuff in a in a better way as compared to be in complete silence. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fact number two is music power ups your workouts. Now, I highly believe in this. It says. Oh yeah. Music helps improve your efficiency while you are while you hit the gym for a workout. Different studies have given many reasons for this. While doing workouts, music music acts as a, as a distraction and thereby diverting the mind from fatigue and exertion and makes overall workout pleasurable. Music, yes. music helps you to cheer up your mood. Researchers have found that music helps you to think about yourself and escapes the negative thoughts. And thus, powers mm. up your workout. I highly believe in that because every time I work out, which is like four, three or four times a week, I always raise my headset and it always makes my workout more uh, productive, you know? Right. So. I, I would agree with that. In fact, this morning I thought about that uh, while I was at the gym. Um, you know, I have a. I, I listen to a day to remember. Station on Pandora as I'm running. I start my workouts every morning with running for about 20 minutes, and running sucks. It's horrible. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, I need something like a station that's going to play a lot of my favorite bands um, to take my mind off the fact that I'm, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm hating running, you know? Right. So, and then whenever I get done and I get into the lifting portion of my workouts, you know, I'll, I'll flip back and forth between different things, but I try to find some heavy stuff to help push me and, you know, get pump me up and get me angry almost to uh, go in there and, and power through a workout that I'm, I'm, ar- I'm already tired. As we mentioned, I'm super, super tired today. So I have no energy. So I put on uh, the subliminal versus by uh, Slipknot, nice. and uh, just to, just because that was my that was my jam back in the day, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Young, like angsty teen Blake, and uh, I, I I used to get down that Slipknot album, so and it just makes you angry and pumps you up, and 
it helped me power through that workout, man. I, I felt like I, I did well after that, so. Yes, sir. I mean, it's, it's really, mm-hmm. really uh, gives you a sense of, of relaxation when you are, you know, depressed or stressed about something going on in your life at yeah. the time, you know. So, okay. Yeah. The third fact is regular music listening could alter the, the mind. It, it says it is a fact that brain has that the brain has a wonderful ability to alter its size and conditions along with the time. Uh, the changes are related to to learning the, and conditions and, no, and connections between the neutrons. According to a study, it is concluded that uh, that the volume of the cortex gray matter is high is highest in the professional musicians. Intermediate and amateur amateur musicians, amateur musicians. I don't know. Uh, and low in the non musicians. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> it's well, a lot of big that's words. That's a lot of scientific words right there, buddy. You know. So yeah. Oh, it was in retrospect, it alters the mind. So there, right. There, there you have it. Yeah. In a nutshell. Right. So this is. Okay, so this is the main topic for today. I have no idea if this was going to be fact number four, but this is this is what the main topic is. Uh, it says, uh, fact number four is, the favorite song selection is linked to emotional mood. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. It, it says here that, uh, okay, so it says, the top favorite song on your playlist is not your favorite because it had beats, lyrics, or the singer whom you like the most. But your favorite song is your favorite song because it associates an emotional event or any memory related to the song. The whole playlist probably depicts your emotional condition or any particular occurrence or experience. So that is that is hundred percent true, um, yeah. and and we'll dive more in that in a minute. Okay, fact number five. Uh, it says heartbeats change along with the musical notes. Yeah. Uh, researchers have found a very amazing fact about music, music that heartbeats mimics the musical beats. Our heartbeat, blood pressure, and, resp- and respiratory synchronize with musical beats and tempo. It can trigger the heartbeat, blood pressure, and nerve contractions and relaxation along with it. So it is yes. hard too. So right, I, I I think that's mainly why you know music soothes your it, it, it kind of releases all that stress because it because the because the heart it does um you know so many so much things with it you know yeah so okay number six is music affects the way you perceive the world. Uh, music and our moods are very closely related. Uh, it helps us to change our mood, increase our focus, and even motivates us, which is 100% true. Yep. Researchers and... Have... Go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, no. Go. Um, so, just to touch on that a little bit, um, you've, you've heard, especially like back in the 90s and the 80s and stuff like that, like they, you know, there was all these mom groups that were against... Um, certain types of music, a lot of heavy metal music, they, you know, said that it was motivating kids to uh, be violent or, you know, whatever. And I, I think 
they're right about that to some extent. However, you can't hold the musicians themselves accountable for the actions of someone who doesn't have the ability to separate the two, you know, from entertainment to motivation to commit a violent act. Um, you know, most, most recently that I can think of in, uh, in those types of, uh, scenarios was, uh, there's a band called traitors. I don't know if you're, if you're familiar with that band, but, um, they had this whole album, called the hate campaign and it was uh it was very um i don't know how to the best way i guess anti not really anti-police but like a lot of the uh the lyrics was about standing up to authority and things like that and they would play clips from um like 911 calls or dispatch calls about uh police brutality and things like that. And I think they were using their platform of making music as a way to raise awareness of police brutality. But some people took that a different way. One kid ends up like robbing a a grocery store. And um, I believe he like beat the clerk, like beat the total crap out of him. And the whole time he's wearing a trader's hoodie and it says the hate campaign on the back. You know, so they flashed out all over the news, and people were blaming the band for this violent act. And I, I, I think music can trigger that, but you cannot fault the artist in, by any means. You know, it's it's an expression, something they feel power, uh, very uh, powerfully about, and they're using this platform to express that. And some some people just do not have the ability to separate the two. So that kid took it as, yeah, you're right. I'm gonna stand up to authority. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go rob this convenience store. You know, like nah, that's that's not the way to approach it. But you know what I mean. Right. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like the. Uh, it's kind of like when Ice T had that has had his band body count and they released the yes Cop Killer. Yeah, Cop Killer. That was a big thing, man. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's it. That would be good. Good. Uh, another podcast we can go deep in about, you know, all those. Other yes, stuff. absolutely. Other stuff. So, okay. Back number seven would be life expectancy. Uh, uh-huh. A very disturbing fact re- uh, revealed uh, by the study of Sydney-based university that pop and rock stars die young, as compared to average general people. Yeah. The study... 27 Club, man. Right, man. Yeah, hell yeah. The, the, the study deduced that musicians buy up to 25 years young than average general people. They also found that musicians and rock stars have 10 times greater chances of death by accident, suicide, and homicide. So, right. You know, you think about Amy Winehouse and Kurt Cobain and Hendrix. And yeah. I think Joplin... Wasn't that old too? Um, yeah, Janis Joplin, uh, Jim Morrison from The Doors. Right, right. So all those guys. Good, so many good um, uh, legends die die young, too young. Yeah. Okay, fact number eight. I got two more facts after this. This is this is good. Yeah. The fact facts number ten. Okay. Uh, Costello's music in instruments. Uh, in two thousand eleven, the lady blunt. I can't pronounce it. A violin was sold for a record price of fifteen point nine million 
it holds the it holds the world record of the most expensive musical instrument. This violin was auctioned by the Nippon Music Foundation to raise money for Japanese earthquakes and tsunami victims. World's world one of most successful elect, electric guitars, Telecasters, and Stratocasters were invented by Leo Fender, you know, founder of Fender Music, Fender Guitars and whatnot. Right. He also couldn't play the guitar himself. He was not a musician, he was in, he was engineered. So he had to call musicians to his test to test his prototypes. I didn't know that that that, um, that Leo Fender couldn't play guitar. Oh yeah. Did you? No. Huh. Yeah, that was weird. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> so that was well. I mean, I, I mean, that's a cool fact, you know. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So I guess he had to call musicians to to test his newly found uh, guitar. You know. Yeah. So that's awesome. Okay, that's crazy. So fact number nine, and this should be fact number ten because this is the best fact ever. It just yeah. says Metallica. Oh, yeah. That's it, man. <laughs> Shows are working out. No, I'm just playing. Um, Metallica got their name listed in a Guinness Book of World Record for playing in all the seven continents. They are for, they are the only band to do so. Metallica set this record after they perform, after they performed at Car- Carlini Station, Antarctica, in front of 120 scientists and some competition winners. Huh. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, so Metallica's been known, done everything. I don't think they. I, I don't think they. They have any other more bucket lists, just to be honest, because they did everything. And Dude, they, I, they have done it all and still going strong. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, I think they're releasing the SNM two, which is going to be awesome because SNM one, oh, wow. Symphony and Metallica. Oh my God. So. Yeah. Okay. The final fact. Music therapy. Music has always been... Okay, so music is the best exercise for the brain and activates every part of the brain. Music therapy is being used from last so many years to treat different neurological conditions and has proved to be very helpful. It is widely used to help patients with Parkinson's and Alzheimer's. It can also help patients recall personal memories, fight depression, and anxiety. Man, that's what it's yeah. all about, you know. Oh yeah. So, I think that's the that's the uh, that's the main fact that everybody should uh, take away from this podcast. If, if if you don't take it, if you don't take anything at all from this podcast, take away that music helps you by music therapy. Sure. Yep. Yeah. So. Okay, so we're moving on to the topic at hand. Um, if you, uh, uh, do you want me to start off, or do you want to start off? Oh, uh, you go ahead. Now okay. uh, I'm just kind of insert. Okay, right. Okay, so um, this uh, our main topic today is is music that makes us emotional or things about you know times we we've had where we uh, were super stressed or a bit or very happy. Um, and it could be you just like the music, you know. Right. So my first uh, um, uh, uh, song is going to be "In This River," "In This River" by Black Label Society. Oh yeah. Um, 
some time ago, uh, we lost a a very wonderful guitarist named of Dimebag Daryl. Oh, yeah. Uh, he got tried in the club playing with his band Damage Plan, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Mr. Zach Wild wrote a song called In His River. And it's a beautiful, wonderful song for him. And I have a few friends that died in the past, and, and that song makes me, makes me think about them um, from time to time. Right. And when a band writes one song for maybe their loss, uh, it can uh, make way in your brain that it makes you think about uh, who you lost and, and uh, makes you think about uh, good times and, you know, bad times and all of all the other memories. Right. So that's that's number one, In the River by Black Label Society. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so the second song is uh, Welcome Home by Cody in Cambria. Ooh, yeah. yeah, man, that's good music. Oh, okay, so I gotta admit, I gotta admit, I like only a few selections of songs from Khalid. Yeah. Um, but this song uh, is is very powerful, and there's one line in it that, that just moves me the right way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the line is, Wolf in Chief Clothing, messing, all up all, messing up all I do. I had to, yeah. do, I had to do the PG version of it. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, well, that's a good song. Okay, so, uh, yeah. so there will be many, many people in your life that who pretend to be your friend, but just not. They, they just want to um, mess you up and all that they can do, as opposed to, you know, like the song says. Um, right. You know, I mean, because uh, many people are wolves in sheep clothing. So that's a very, 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 very powerful um, line right there. Yeah, and that just spoke to me in in in, in many ways, and in, in, but one. So that's a good song. Yeah, uh, another song that that uh, just hit me with the heart is uh, "Good Vibes" by Post Post Malone. Um, oh yeah, he came out with a song last year, I think, or was it this year? Mm-hmm. Or, do, or do you know? I'm not familiar. I'm still. I'm getting. I'm new to the Post Malone. Dude, he is great. Deal, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I really like a lot of his stuff that I've heard recently, but it took me a while to get into him. Once I learned his background with, like, playing in hardcore bands and, like, being a scene kid back when he was in high school and stuff, <laughs> I was like, okay, that's cool. Yeah. So, you know, and he was a big A Day to Remember fan, and they did a mashup of uh, two of their songs, and it, it was really really cool, but I'm very new to the Post Malone craze, so. Right. He's actually done a song uh, recently with recently with uh, Ozzy Osbourne. It's tremendous. Yeah, I heard about that. Tremendous, man. You need to check that out. So, yeah. So, goodbye. I have this on my playlist every time I go to the gym. Because uh, mm-hmm. it's just it's just a good good song, man. You know, I mean, um, I can't really say nothing but that. That's, just, that's a really, really, really well- thought out song um yeah so if you never listen to it by all means please do because that's great okay yep. so in 91 to 93 were the probably the best years of my life and i'll tell you why only one word represents this best years of my life and it's nirvana yeah man okay yeah nirvana was it back in the day you know oh yeah back in the heyday you <laughs> know 
Oh, uh, yeah. Right? Okay, so Nirvana came out with the uh, album called Nevermind in 91, and in, 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 right. in Utero in 93. Um, I can remember me and my friend DJ, man, just blasting Nevermind all the time, you know? Brings back yeah. so many memories, so many great memories, and so many memories that 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 that, that has yet to come because because um he died in 2005 and every time I boot oh, up man. yeah and every time I boot up that that album man it just brings me back to the good old days you know high school and whatnot right so right. and 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 in in utero does the same thing too so those those were the best years of my life right also uh the same friend that that I listened to Nirvana with um. Is Green Day the the next album is Green Day Dookie album? Yes, their very first album. Uh, it's the same thing, man. You know, we listen to, to that all the time, anytime we could get a chance. Um, yeah, and so that really brings me back to um, m- memorize them and, and think of all the good, good, good times. Yeah. So that's my list. How about yours? So I. I've got a little list together here for just, you know, what what music gets, just kind of triggers emotions for me. Um, some of these, you know, like, uh, I'll just, I'll just kind of go through this. So, my first, the first show that I ever went to um, was with my, uh, my brother-in-law, Brian. Um, he took me to my first show whenever I was in high school, and it was... Norma Jean, um, with The Chariot, um, Horse the Band, and Arsonist Get All the Girls, and they played in New Brooklyn and Columbia, and, uh, like, I was into heavy music at the time, but it kind of stopped at a certain point, because there were just some things I didn't understand, or just didn't, I, I just didn't care for, but when I saw Norma Jean play for the first time live... It was just the most incredible thing. The energy throughout the room, the energy of the band, um, and just seeing the reactions of fans losing their minds, jumping all over the place. Just, oh man, it was just such an incredible thing to witness. Um, And I've thankfully been able to see that band two or three, actually three times. I've seen them three times live now, and they just kill it every single time. Um, But the song, to me, that just, like, gets me so pumped up, and there's, like, there's no other song that gets me this pumped up, is a song called The End of All Things Will Be Televised, and my favorite, like, line of that song is, like, this breakdown that comes pretty early on in the song, but it's just this, you know everything kind of slows down and then they just repeat this line tonight. The South is on fire. And it's just, I I relate that breakdown with the first time I ever saw them play that live and seeing the reaction from everyone in that room and just the excitement and the energy. So every time I listen to it and that line comes on, it's just, Oh man, it just, it just does something, you know? Right. Right. So, um, that's a really happy memory for me, even though it's really angry music. <laughs> but, uh, you know, um, uh, another one that I have that makes me feel really good is uh, 
feeling this by Blink-182. I remember that being like, uh, I loved Blink-182, but I remember that being just one of my favorite songs because it's, uh, to me, I always kind of thought of it as like a coming of age type of song. Right. Um, and just, I just remember the love and the melody of it. And, uh, the drums in that were so crazy. Um, and just with the half times and there's a cowbell thrown in there and these bass drops and it's just, and then it like goes into full force pop punk song by the end of it. You know, it's just, so that's a great one. Feeling this on Blink-182. It's on my favorite Blink-182 album. That self-titled album. Oh yeah, man. To me, it's, it's timeless. It, uh, it's, it's, it was, it was produced in Oh three but it still goes strong to this day. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't sound like an album that was made in 2003 to me. Um, so, uh, so there's that one. Um, a, a, a song to me that makes, that just brings back good memories of like, you know, my, uh, not necessarily childhood, but like high school, you know, high school's hit or miss for a lot of people. You have a really good time or it absolutely sucks. I'd say that mine was kind of mixed as a lot of people's is, I believe there were some really happy memories that I had in high school, some really bad memories of high school. But, um, one of my favorite things was playing guitar hero whenever I was in high school. Um, so like just going to, I mean, it just, there was like a three year span where I just played guitar hero all the time and, uh, going over to friends houses and, um, one of my favorite ones to play, uh, on that was, um, the new black by every time I die. Um, so every time I hear that song, I think about it. And another one that was great from that was of course, through the fire and flames by, um, dragon force. Like everyone's got, <laughs> everyone's got to play that song. It's so freaking difficult, but it's so fun to play. Um, uh, and then I've got two more here. Just, uh, whenever I got married. Um, this is, uh, this is so far out of like the range of the type of music I've been talking to talking about, but, um, the song Allie wanted me to pick what song she walked down the aisle to. And the bad bad idea or a good idea. (laughs) Uh, yeah, it it can either go one, you know, it could be a really bad thing or it'd be a great thing. And I, so I thought about it for a while and one song that I really like even though me and her both are not crazy about this band's newer stuff, but uh, Marry Me by Train is just a great song to me. Um, And we had someone, we had friends of ours that were playing for the wedding and singing, and, uh, you know, they just opened up with that opening little acoustic guitar riff and started singing the song. And I was emotional as it was because I'm getting married, you know, like I'm so excited marrying my best friend, and we're just... This is a, a very happy time. So I was already like, you know, we're about to walk out. I'm starting to feel some emotions, you know, and, and I'm starting to get a little teary eyed, but like nothing's happened yet. Well, I didn't even see her yet. So, right. Yeah. Um, we're, we're, I'm sitting up there and they started playing that opening riff. And I was like, here it comes, man. Here comes the waterworks. And, uh, and then as soon as I saw, like I'm looking forward and I'm staring at all of her bridesmaids and my sister's looking at me and she's like tearing up and I, and all my friends um, around me are tearing up and like, I'm just looking forward and I wouldn't look down the aisle to begin with. And 
you know, my, my best man was my brother-in-law, Brian, and he's behind me and he's like, he's like holding my shoulders and he's like, take a look at your bride. And so I looked over and I see her walking down the aisle. She was so beautiful. And that song just like hit me, man. And I just bawled my eyes out. Yeah. And it's hard for me to hear that song now and not tear up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, To this day, very happy memory. Um, of when we got married, so that's that's a great song for me. Again, we're not crazy about the newer stuff, but that song is just wonderful and perfect for a wedding. Yeah. Um, and then finally, uh, my dad passed away whenever I was 16 years old, um, and you know that was one of those horrible times. You know, like and that was I was in high school. Um, I'm already young and confused, but now I'm young, confused, and my dad's gone, you know, so it's a very difficult thing. And, uh, but one of the songs that was very comforting and kind of helped me process, uh, the grief that I was feeling and the, and kind of taught me how to mourn was, uh, Hear You Me by Jimmy World. And uh, that song, dude, I can't, it's hard for me to listen to it without crying uh, or at least tearing up. Um, It makes me think about my dad. I I made this um, collage video that I share on Facebook every year for the anniversary of his, of his death and for his birthday and father's day. Um, So, but I made this little collage video with old pictures of him and, you know, me and him and my sisters, my mom and him and everything. So, but I play that song in the in that video, and it's just it's just a, a pleasant memory of him. But it also that song really helped me how to grieve and um, and kind of understand. It's a, it's a tough thing losing a parent, but it was very tough losing a parent at such a pivotal age. Like oh, yeah. things, you know, I'm starting to drive, um, I'm getting ready to graduate high school. Um, starting college you know it's just all these things are starting to come into play getting my first job whatever it was all these things i'm gonna have to do now without my dad there and it's mm-hmm. just uh very tough so here you me jimmy by jimmy world just kind of helped me understand that it's a song about loss it's a song about grieving and understanding the pain of losing a loved one but there's comfort that comes with what comes after, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things, man. It's, it's, uh, it's a great song. I encourage you to listen to it. Right. I will, I will take that. Yeah. And, and, and that's what music is all about. Um, you know, you, you go into very, very, very bad times sometimes and music yeah. just can take you right over there and put the, put a little positive spin on it, you know? Yeah. So it's very cool. Very cool. And I've got some real uh, things pulled up here I, I was going to kind of go into that may kind of help people who don't understand what music can be used for or uh, kind of help trigger those emotions. I found a really cool little breakdown of the feature of the song, definition of what it is, if you don't know what it is, and then what kind of emotions it triggers. Um, if that's cool with you, if I can read that. Sure, go ahead. Yeah, so... Uh, the tempo of the song, obviously the speed uh, or the pace of this musical piece that you're listening to. Um, a lot of times fast tempos will um, trigger emotions with like happiness or excitement. Sometimes sometimes anger too, as we've seen with like thrash music, you know, it's it, just because yeah. it's fast doesn't mean it's happy. Right. 
Um, but a slow tempo, a lot of times used for sadness or serenity. Um, and uh, very evident with that song I was just talking about, Hear You Me and uh, Marry Me. It's just, you know, really, really sad songs, but can be used for, you know, happy memories. Um, the mode, which is just the type of the scale. Uh, a lot of times the major tonality is triggered for uh, happiness or joy and the minors for sadness. You know, you, you sit down in a key and you start playing or at a keyboard or a piano and playing around with certain keys. You can take a really sad song that's written in a minor key and play it in a major scale. And it sounds totally different, but it's right. the same right. song. Yeah. Um, and, and vice versa. You can do the same thing. You can take a really happy song and turn it into like an emo ballad in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the loudness of the song, the physical strength and amplitude of the sound uh, used a lot of times for intensity or power or even anger. Uh, that that band, Traders, I've never seen them live, but I've heard a lot of people talk about just how freaking loud that band is when you I see them. Really so. Them, to be honest with you. Do what? I never even heard of them. To be honest with you. Oh, oh, they're one. They're they're a great band. Okay. Um, but they're they're a very angry band. So right. you know that yeah. you watch videos of the drummer playing, and uh, his uh, he's very intense. He cracks cymbals all the time because he just he is so he hits so hard. You know. Right. Um, the melody of the song, just just the linear succession of music uh, musical tones that the listener perceives as a single entity. Um, the melody, a lot of times, if you can't remember the words, you can definitely remember the melody. It just, just, it's, it just, it triggers something, man. Right. Um, the complimenting harmonies, it's used for happiness <laughs> or relaxation or serenity. Um, and then clashing harmonies, a lot of times used for excitement or anger or unpleasantness. Um, I, we just saw Wicked, uh, last weekend, right. and um, there was a song in that musical called uh, "Define Gravity." I don't know if you ever heard it or not, but that's the first time I ever heard that song, and I was just like, "Dude, the melody of that song is just so catchy. It is so catchy. I love it." And I listened to that song on repeat for a solid week, just because I was like, "This song is so catchy. The the melodies, the melody is just on point, man." Yeah. Um, and then finally, the rhythm, which is my area of expertise, I feel like. Uh, the regularly re, uh, recurring pattern or beat of a song. Um, uh, a smooth, consistent rhythm is associated with happiness or peace. A rough, irregular rhythm, uh, rhythm a lot of times used for amusement or uh, uneasiness. Um, and then finally, a varied rhythm, uh, a lot of times for joy. So that song... Uh, that feeling this song by Blink-182, um, that song brings me joy because you go from uh, an odd time signature to a very uh, very down-tempo uh, kind of halftime, but then it picks right back up at the very end with a full force, uh, full rhythm, 4-4 um, four, four timing that's used for pop-punk songs a lot of times. It just makes you happy. Right. Um, but Norma Jean does songs a lot of times at odd time signatures or... Uh, rhythm, uh, rhythmic changes. So they're therefore that breakdown. You know, you got your solid tempo at the very beginning, but in order to get that crowd riled <laughs> up to hear the drummer like slowly start to go down on his toms, and then guitars kick back in, the tempo has totally changed, and uh, now we're at like this 
this huge anthem and just man just pumps you up just makes you want to go out and party (laughs) i feel like 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 norman virginia is like one of the very few bands that that never gets to be be talked a lot and they're extremely experimental with everything that they do and right. you have a lot, yeah. a lot more people talk about them, but, but no one ever, you know, I, I haven't heard that name in, I don't, God, I don't know when. But yeah, they're they're one of my, they're definitely one of my favorites, man, yeah. especially seeing them live. And I've I've always seen them at New Brooklyn, and just seeing them in that setting is so amazing because yeah. it's it's already a a really tight squeeze, so it's a really intimate show to begin with. You feel like you're on stage with that band, right? So playing songs like that to really make you feel involved is just a special thing. Yeah, good stuff, good stuff. Okay, mm-hmm. so this has been a great podcast, I think, and uh, there will yep. be many, many more. Um, this is going to be our final few minutes of the show. Um, I do want to plug in that if you want to uh, uh, come on the show or like just email us for anything, you can email us at whenwordsfail at gmail.com and we do have a Facebook account now it's going to be facebook.com slash WWSMS podcast yes and go ahead and plug your other podcast you got going on really yeah um so uh, go check out uh, my uh, my brother-in-law that I've mentioned several times in this episode uh, me and him have a podcast called not religious um it's I probably should explain the, the name a little bit. Yeah, we're we're uh, so we're a podcast that we, you know we, we kind of use our experience with um, being involved in church, and we're both still involved in church, but not with our former church. And we use our experiences of what we didn't agree with, or things that we just found peculiar. Uh, <laughs> to uh, it, it was cool, man. We started out as like a therapeutic thing, just for us to get those um get those things out and um and then it just kind of grew and people kind of related to it so we just kept doing it and um so we're 68 episodes in now and been doing it for almost two years and wow. it's going good yeah go check out not religious not we religious do music picks too we, we pick out we pick out music uh at the end of every episode so if you oh, like music right on hell yeah i mean yeah go there first and then come here and listen to it you know listen to what, yes. what we say Party uh, on. Uh, yeah, huh? Party on, man. Party on, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if 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 you like the like this podcast, um if you would please give it a four star or, or higher, please do that. Yes. Uh so we are gonna re- record our third one next Monday. So be prepared yep. to listen to it Monday afternoon if you so do incline. So I've been Jake Cock and he's Brosley. So, okay, thank y'all. Bye. Later, guys.